Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Nick Ortiz, and with me, as always, is Devin Hanley, and of course, the sour cream on top of this soft taco supreme, Jordan Cravings Krennic. What up, y'all? What's good? That just sounded so gross. Sour cream on top of a soft taco. That just sounds like so soft taco supreme. So come on, don't act like don't act like you don't get at least one soft taco supreme with every. No, he he likes the. I like the crunch. He likes getting the shell stuck in his teeth. Yeah, for the dentist to find him months later. I like I like the pain. Well, thank you for joining us on our second part of our two-part series on iconic Taco Bell commercials from the 90s, the 2000s, and on. Um, So we're going to touch on the 90s. We're obviously going to touch on the 2000s. And then we're just going to really dig into the 2010, like uh, that that era, and uh, of course talk about quarantine commercials. and. 2010, when Taco Bell went big budget. That's what it seems like. It's like Taco Bell. The game changed. They they spent like decades trying to figure out how to make a commercial not that racist wasn't, yeah that wasn't either racist or just like really <laughs> fucking weird yeah they, they couldn't figure that out for years forever at least two three decades God. and, and they, it took them 40 like I, I guess we'll get into this too but it took them 40 years to come up with bell luminati <laughs> like, come on i mean that's a funny pun but yeah. like it's not that hard Live from the Cheesy Gordita Bunch newsroom in Austin, Texas, this is Talk Over the Town with your hosts, Jordan, Nick, and Devin. Welcome to Talk Over the Town. I'm your host, Nick Ortiz, and of course, we are with the Cheesy Gordita Gordita Bunch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Taco Bell and the X-Series, Taco Bell made an announcement this, uh, this past week. Uh, that they're going to be partnering up with Microsoft. So, you know, the console wars are coming and Taco Bell is joining the fight. And um, so what they did is they they basically just partnered up with Microsoft to announce that they're going to be giving away an X-Series. And I don't don't know if you guys are familiar with the new generation of consoles, but the X-Series is going to be like the fifth generation of Xbox. Uh, So in order to win... You're going to have to buy either a medium or large uh, drink on or before September 24th. And I think we're actually going to be, yeah, the episode will be out by then. So whoever the lucky guy or gal is, congrats. Taco Bell's chief global brand officer, Nikki Lawson, stated, quote, For four years, Taco Bell and Xbox have continued to break the mold and create an experience consumers crave. Our goal has always been to meet our fans where they are culturally and... Uh, for the gaming and, and excuse me, and the gaming world is no exception. Uh, with digital gaming and entertainment serving as our connector for many, uh, for so many people these days, we're excited to be the first to offer consumers the ultimate gaming console before the launch nationwide. So this, the X series is actually going to be launching launching in, uh, I, I believe it's November, just you know, just in time for the Christmas season. Uh, so it's, I mean, obviously they're going to have to announce a winner before then, right? Yeah. 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 Um, man, that's so crazy that I I guess it's just the fact that they are so that Taco Bell so closely tied in with Mountain Dew and Doritos. And yeah, like that's what I was just thinking. Gamer that, fuel and th- shit. Yeah. yeah. That it's, I'm surprised that this is like their first. No, they if you uh, from the quote, she said for four years. So oh, they've okay. been doing this. They've been partnering up with with um, with Taco Bell and Microsoft and Taco Bell been partnering up. Now, um, the the Xbox that they're releasing is going to be a special edition. Uh, it's going to come with you know one controller, uh, six a six month pass to game uh, to Game Pass. Of course, having the benefit of Xbox Live, and then the the best part, okay, for me at least, whenever you turn on the Xbox, it's going to do the Taco Bell bomb. Uh, that's bro. Cool. That I, is fucking. I thought, rad. I thought you were gonna say like anytime I turned it on, like a drone drops a chalupa <laughs> <laughs> on my uh, in front of my house. Um, no. It's a, about the same experience. Yeah, essentially. On. Yeah, that's fucking so cool, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, how many? How many are there? There's only. What Xboxes? Yeah, how many? How many winners are there? Oh, uh, from what I saw, Just, they're only releasing. It's, it's gonna be one. Yeah, that's what I. Th- that's what I'm getting right. So like. Bro, that's one of a kind, right? Literally you got, one of a literally kind. Literally one of a kind. You turn that bad boy on, and it's like a dong. Yeah, that's yeah, just that's your, right. your, your, so cool. Your life just changes from that point on. You just got like ten girls over at your place, and you're like, hey, li- <laughs> listen to this. 
Bong, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm the only man in America who hear, or the only person in America who hears that. So, ladies, bro, uh, why don't we create this little party pack in the bedroom? Yeah, okay? bro. <laughs> I think it's a really cool touch, man. Like, I, I think that's fucking creative, bro. That's like, super it, awesome. Yeah, like Here's, it's a, and it's so personal. I don't know, dude. But it's come, rad. But come on, only one Taco Bell. I mean, you're gonna give away enough. only one. I mean, Taco Bell offers so much, okay, and 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 this partnership alone is something that we didn't need. You know yeah, what I mean? I I guess what I'm saying is beggars can't be choosers. But I just feel like it takes the fun out of it, knowing like, oh, only one person's gonna win. Like, I might as well buy a fucking Powerball ticket, you know? And, and true, true, yeah, true. I could buy a Powerball ticket and have the same chances. Well, if that makes you mad, you should hear about the it makes me furious. <laughs> the jalapeno. Noir that Taco Bell is releasing in Canada. It's a wine. Ooh, yeah, I did. I was reading. Wine. I was reading. It's about jalapeno that. noir. Ha- a jalapeno wine. Yeah, I can get behind that. There's, there's wine. There's, what? there's spicy wines. I'm fucking not with that. Get yeah, no, out I'm not. I'm not with yeah, it that either. That sounds terrible. I used to do a podcast. Let me just grab your spicy tostada <laughs> and some fucking <laughs> potatoes and some sour cream and uh, wash it down. Wash with it a, down with a jalapeno new hey, new listen, listen, new, it's new a, wine. It's a Pinot Noir. <laughs> fucking say it. Which is like noir. the nicest. Uh, yeah, Pinot Noir. Which is like the nicest wine, though. So they did good in that regard. But they it's t- Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah, they're like, how can we make <laughs> this wine? How can we make this wine more Taco Bell? That's let's fucking put some jalapenos. That's what so we know, take. Dude. We take the finest Concord grapes and we crush them by feet in some of the oldest vineyards in California. And then, of then course, we, we got to add our three cheese blend then, on top. Then we take it. <laughs> then we take it and we throw in peppers, hot blazing <laughs> hot peppers. <laughs> Uh, so, did you see the thing that I sent That's you about crazy. the uh, Red Lobsters? Yeah, the, Mountain Dew uh, Martini. Margarita? Yeah, do margarita. Margarita. A margarita. Huh. I don't know. I mean... I mean, I go there for the drinks, never for the food. Red Lobster's <laughs> disgusting. Red well, Lobster's not disgusting. Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Red Lobster, well, have you had their biscuits? Just go for the biscuits. No, I mean, alone. Had no, the, no. He's, the, he's from Connecticut, yeah. so he's mm. like, oh, the lobster on Block Island is uh, way better than... <laughs> You took the words right out of my mouth. All right. Much better. Go to, I, go I, to I, Cape Cod. Yeah, okay. We got to go to the Bahaba. Yeah. I'll stand by that. I'll stand by that. All my East Coast people, you know. You know. You know. Red Lobster is the plug. Okay. <laughs> this show is brought to you by Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's Talk of the Town. Thanks for coming. Back to our regular show. Hope you win. Hope you win. Yeah, hope you win. That one of you out there, that one lucky winner. <laughs> So, the 90s. Uh, in, the, in the 90s, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the celebrities that have, uh, you know, that, that, that kind of filled the void of the Taco Bell dog before the Taco Bell dog. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the luckiest dog in the world, Gidget. So, <laughs> the year is 1990, and Taco Bell is limping into the decade with a mild success because of Batman 1989. Now, uh, their slogan, Run for the Border, uh, it's been there since 1988, but it's just not catching people's eyes. You know what I mean? But it's actually catching the wrong people's eyes because so many Shocker. people, yeah, so many people are like, "Run for the border, Taco Bell! You are taking something so serious and belittling it." Essentially, like no one's running for the border yeah. for Taco Bell. It's always, you know, for better opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so people had saw that slogan as insensitive. Yeah, I mean, they're not wrong. Yeah. They were like, wait, Taco Bell is a ginormous corporation that doesn't really care about, <laughs> about people? <laughs> yeah, they're, exactly. Wait, their bottom line is money? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they're, I listened to Cheesy Gordita Bunch. They say they're a humanitarian mm, organization. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But nevertheless, Taco Bell uh, persevered. You know what I mean? And they continued to release these commercials up, into the mil- uh, up until the mid-90s. Uh, so the first commercial I want to talk about involves, uh, it actually aired in 1992, and it involves the man in black, Johnny Cash. Man. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It's it's so weird to see Johnny Cash in a Taco Bell commercial. But uh, Big Bell, you know, they approached Johnny Cash because they knew that he wasn't a stranger to, like, commercials. I mean, he was the face of an oil company for the good part of, of the early 70s. So, um Gotta get some of that oil money. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. money. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just really weird to me, like to see these commercials like now because 
you see them, and I feel like in the past like twenty years, like people like Johnny Cash and and Little Richard, the other guy in the commercial, like they've have, reached a height. Yeah, right? have, well, uh, they've both died, unfortunately, since then. R.I.P. Uh, but like they, you know, they 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 were really cemented their legacy. I think in the past two decades, so it's really weird to see them like shilling. Well, I mean, honestly, for tacos. I you think know, what really sealed the, the deal was uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Cash's Taco Bell commercial. I think that really uh, stuck with people in the, si- in the zeitgeist and uh, just really sealed his legacy. <laughs> when people think about Johnny Cash, their favorite song is the Taco Bell jingle. Yeah. It goes, it goes, Taco Bell jingle, Ring of Fire. Uh, you know, and honestly, that was uh, probably my favorite part of Walk the Line. Was when he plays is the when Taco Walking Bell Phoenix jingle? is in the Taco Bell commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely my favorite part of Walk the Line. Now, Isn't it's that like two-thirds of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, is um, you know, he had went from doing oil company commercials in the early 70s, um, and where I assumed that he got paid, you know, buku bucks, right? Like, mm, it's a fucking oil company. Yeah. There's no way that he's not making mad cash on this show. Ta- Taco Bell paid him in chalupas. <laughs> Basically. Okay, so it's reported that Johnny Cash was paid only $500 for that commercial. So that that's the question. It was like, did he was he falling on hard times? <laughs> so I was like five hundred bucks, man. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> or was it like, or was it like, oh, I love Taco Bell. You know what? I'm gonna cut you guys a deal. I think that's it. Probably. I actually have no idea. I looked and I mm. looked and I looked, and believe it or not, they don't have a whole lot on that. Believe yeah, it I mean, or not, <laughs> we're gonna put that soundbite in there. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I mean. <clears throat> this, I mean, Johnny Cash is an icon, right? Like this, this guy's big, big deal, and um, they just give him nothing. Well, it's like, fucking crazy. It, I mean, five hundred bucks, dude. That's nothing. I mean, I do a Taco Bell commercial I, for five hundred bucks. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I do it for twenty. EJ but, did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Hey, shout out to my drunk podcast uh, for. Oh yeah. For something, I don't know. But, <laughs> but uh, so, and you know what's crazy is he was only paid $500 and uh, rumored that he actually wrote the song that he plays. Wow. Really? I mean, I would... Ma- that master production there? <laughs> it, it, it sounded, even though it did like, it did sound Johnny Cashy. I will say it did sound like... Well, some, it had to if he yeah, was going to fucking sing it. it, it sound, yeah, but, there's no way they're going to like make a pop song. They, they also yeah. like, they have fucking Johnny Cash. They have the man in black and he's hawking like... The fifty nine cent, like the sick he's talking, <laughs> the value, the, cheapest, the value menu, the cheapest lowbrow, disgusting shit that they fucking scraped off the sidewalk for. You that know week. what? Maybe that's why they only paid him five hundred bucks. They just had this incredibly low budget like, for this whole we, production. Hey, listen, Johnny, we're lowballing everything. The lowest hanging fruit. We just gotta go for that. We're going for the fifty nine cent shit. We're going for the seventy nine cent. Listen, <laughs> and then and Johnny Cash, how about five hundred bucks cash? Yeah, <laughs> like, don't even put it on your taxes. Like, listen, Johnny. We got to sell a thousand of these to break even. <laughs> I'm going to give you 500 bucks. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. <laughs> Selling out is kind of sweet when you do it for taco meat. I fell into a quick $500. Go for the cash, even if your reputation sours. Pay me now, now, now. $500. $500. To me, I I guess the difference now is that, like, I feel like the taco, the new Taco Bell commercials were kind of, are kind of like tongue in cheek. And when there's like celebrities on them now, it's kind of like funny and like, kind of like, oh, there's a funny celebrity on this. I like that. Ha ha. Whereas, like, I feel like the Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash commercials were more like, dang, like, they, like... That's they, low. They, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, Johnny, like, Johnny Cash doesn't have enough money to not do a Taco Bell That's commercial? That's how I feel about, like, That's Robert De Niro, whenever it. you see Robert De Niro doing, like, Bad Grandpa or going to war with Grandpa. Fair yeah. enough. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm I like, feel it. Robert De Niro, what are you doing? You're a taxi driver. <laughs> Why are you doing this really bad movie? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just want to spray him with a water bottle and tell so, him no. And it's, and it's just, no, whatever. And like, especially with Willie Nelson, it's like, Willie, like, what can we do to help you? Like, what, like, you well, know? let's, let's hold on. Let's okay, hold on yeah, to yeah, Willie yeah. Nelson, well, okay? Because well, yeah, our yeah. next commercial stars the innovator, the originator, and the architect of rock and roll, Little Richard. 
Those are all of his nicknames. I don't know if you guys nice. know. Yeah, nice. uh, fucking yeah. genius. Now I yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, big deal. So I've searched high and low for the reason, um, like the reason, like he did those commercials, and the only thing that I can chalk it up to is uh, opportunity. You know what I mean? The grand opportunity yeah. of a Taco Bell. Co- yeah, n- your name is in the lights. <laughs> <laughs> Gleaming. I'm pretty sure. I, <laughs> during during the, the break between the first and second quarter of the Browns getting their ass kicked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just the fucking the, the glory of a Taco Bell run. opportunity. I, yeah. th- I think his, his mindset was, how can I disturb as many people as possible. <laughs> yes. Because I, I found that commercial to be straight up disturbing. No, ab- absolutely. So um, so he was on his comeback. Um, you know, he wanted to bring himself back out there. So, uh, you know, people didn't think that he was dead because honestly, I thought little Richard had died like in the mid like 2000s. So it, it makes sense. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> but Taco Bell actually did like kind of bring him back into into like our our, our thoughts because after then he was in several um like he appeared on several different albums he appeared in movies you know what i mean like little richard had uh, another renaissance so he's in like the the, he's like the opposite of johnny cash like yeah he, taco, he was like rebirth taco bell rather than like taco <laughs> bell made up. him we yes. are remade him <laughs> yes and <clears throat> and um we we just watched the commercial and just some thoughts on the commercial. The music, the music's pretty good. I like, I've always liked the music in all these because they're really catchy and they're like really funky sounding. But fuck, Little Richard is so scary. Yeah. In that, in that <laughs> yes. shit. I mean, if you haven't watched this commercial yet, please do watch it on our channel, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll release a playlist as well. So I was confused at first because the first person you see playing music is not Little Richard. No. It's this guy playing, like this guy playing guitar. So I was a little confused. And then like... Fucking out of the blue, little Richard just like just belting out b- shit about Taco Bell, yeah, yeah. telling them to run for the border. He doesn't blink once. No, his, <laughs> his eyes are so yeah. wide. I've never seen little Richard blink though. I don't think I've ever in any ever. any footage I've ever seen of him actually like blinking. Huh? I guess I've never like thought about him like that. So <clears throat> you didn't think about little Richard when you saw that Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> America thought about little Richard. They put him back on the map. Hey. But on it, the the one thing I will say about this commercial, because um, I've like you know just reviewing it um, again, I'm actually watching it right now. Um, but the uh, one of the things that's like really stood out about it is like it it like they they like kind of turn the page a little bit here because at least there's like some theatrics. To yeah, there's it. definitely a higher production value. Yeah, definitely a higher production value. Now, like the actual product is still not amazing <laughs> but naturally but the but like you're right the production of it is better there's like colors and the yeah, music's kind of upbeat yeah it kind of reminds me of like Pee Wee Playhouse-esque yeah. you right. know what I mean yeah you, when you look at like the it's it's like you know what it really reminds me of and I think this is I think this is the primary reason why this commercial came out this way In Living Color In Living Color I mean it was, was the 90s it, yeah it was the 90s and like that like that that era, those things were like it's synonymous, like yeah. the colors and the big hair and yeah. all that other the stuff. The zany font, yeah, like all of those like the, things, the tri- like the triangles and the yeah, squiggly like those. Lines. And so all of that, like they really catered to it. But um, it, it, that's why I kind of like it made yeah. me feel good. You know, bright colors, you know, they make you feel good. So it's yeah. like I kind of yeah. it was a little bit. That's why you like vibe. Transformers, exactly. Yeah, that that uh, that blue and that red on uh, you know Optimus all that Prime. gray. It's just so nice. I just yeah, like so. big. I like big sounds. I like big. Colors. Colors, I like. I don't say it. What? Bad acting and. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> our last celebrity we'll be talking about is a famous celebrity from Texas. In 1990, Willie Nelson found himself at odds with the scary ass IRS to the tune of a couple million, or the equivalent of four million five hundred twenty-seven thousand seven hundred and forty-five cheesy gordita crunches. Those things are like what three bucks each? Three sixty nine. Yeah. Woo. Yes. One of the one of the more uh, premier uh, uh, top shelf items yes. at uh, Taco Bell. Come there. on, come on, Willie. <laughs> Willie's definitely not doing no five hundred dollar commercial. That's for sure. Fuck, <laughs> fuck no. Six hundred. This, <laughs> this man was hurting. Okay, but Willie Nelson he had some fun with this uh, during the IRS investigations. What he would do is he would park his van outside of the office, sign autographs in between interrogations. That's some badass shit. That, you know what yeah, I mean? That's like some that's badass shit. That's some Texas shit for sure. Texas goes hard, bro. Yeah. But again, he was in a massive amount of debt. 
And, you know, just to avoid jail time, uh, he allowed them to seize a bunch of it. He allowed them, quotations, to seize a bunch of his assets. And then uh, the bill went from $32 million to a manageable $16.7 Yeah. Chump change. Chump change, yeah. It, not for Willie Nelson, though, because he was hurting. Boy. Yeah, but Sheesh. by February of 1993. Uncle Sam, leave Willie alone. <laughs> <laughs> but by by February of 1993, Willie and the IRS agreed to settle on a measly nine million. Isn't that nice? No, to be rich so, enough to settle. Hey, so generous great, of the of the IRS. Great guys over there at the IRS. We're gonna go hey. ahead and knock off eight million. Hey, shout out to the IRS. <laughs> so great guys over there. <laughs> Willie basically took any job he um, he could at that time, and that's where mm. you know um, Brad. You know, big big Brad, of course, daddy owner of Pepsi of uh, of Taco Bell, uh, came in. Uh, now I couldn't find the exact figure, but Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings appeared in a Pizza Hut commercial together, um, which I assume they're paid paid pretty nice for. And then, of course, we have um, I think it's pretty iconic. I would say it's iconic. Uh, the Willie Nelson, the woman with the rose tattoo, Taco Bell commercial. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm familiar with. Yeah. Now, um, do you do you have any thoughts on it? Devin? I mean, I I just um, I I mean, this has been said before, so I'm not gonna break any new ground here. But like, in my opinion, like Willie Nelson should shouldn't have to pay should should have not had to pay taxes in any way, shape, or form. Willie, <laughs> w- Willie, <laughs> Willie, Willie should. Sh- I I think that they should have given Willie a pass. I I feel like he never should have been in this ad to begin with. I think Willie thought he got the pass. That's why he just owed them millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, but um, so in this commercial, uh, Willie Nelson's basically hawking the new steak items. And in it, a hitchhiker drives up uh, and he's approached by a woman. Excuse me, a hitchhiker is uh, approached by a woman with a rose tattoo. And here's a small sample. Offered him something new. A steak burrito supreme from Taco Bell. She insisted that he try it. And a new zesty steak melt from Taco Bell. He had never had nothing like it. God. <laughs> so did, oh, did, this commercial is like sensual, bro. They are like <laughs> they are really like selling it here on the on this one. You guys got to see this. Like, I am in debt to that woman with a rose tattoo. <laughs> you got to see the expressions. They're gold. Did uh did um he write that one? That, did um, he re- I couldn't find I couldn't find that information. Again, I found it was very slim. I, I found out like the figures of what he owed, but um I, I couldn't find figure out if if he had written it. I will say this: the tune's not bad. Tune's pretty no. good. Tune's pretty good. I no. mean, it's Willie Nelson. You know. yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. It's my favorite Willie Nelson song. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, um, it's not amazing, right? But it's 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 um it's digestible and it's uh, decent for a, car- a commercial. It's digestible, unlike the uh, unlike the, the, the Taco Bell <laughs> menu. The, yeah, the <laughs> soft taco steak. <laughs> Once again, that commercial is very very nineties. You know, yeah. like yeah. the denim the denim denim shirt. With the white shirt underneath it, and uh, you know, just very, very, very nineties. And yeah, yeah, and, and believe it or not, this is uh, only the first time Willie Nelson will sell out, uh, because the second time, of course, is Dukes of Hazard. Oh, <laughs> where yeah. where he played the uncle, and that was another bad movie I saw in theaters. Yeah, it's okay. Happens to us. Hey, America, leave Willie alone. <laughs> leave him alone. <laughs> well, I don't mind the taco, but I hate the IRS. And all you Wailing Willie fans, this should put you in distress. So that was towards the end of our, um, towards the end of the Run the Border campaign. And again, uh, this was not the first um, Taco Bell promotion that was steeped in controversy. You know, uh, a lot of people, again, they just thought it was super insensitive to the experience of migrants, which is completely understandable. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy to feel that way when you see the Taco Bell dog walking up to you in a sombrero. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of the Taco Bell dog, the year is 1997, and the burger wars are raging. Titans are clashing, and there is no end in sight. That was a real thing, the burger wars? Yeah, the burger wars. Yeah, it was between uh, Taco... Uh, not Taco Bell. It was between uh, McDonald's and uh, Burger King. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know that was dubbed the burger. Yeah, ones. I didn't know that either. I mean, obviously, like they're not best friends here, but yeah. you know, there's bloodshed. <laughs> and the streets ran red with McDonald's ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> well, suddenly, a three-year-old Chihuahua named Gidget hits the scene, and the landscape 
changes forever. Now, uh, Gidget, she is a uh, again just three year old Chihuahua. It's a girl. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I thought it was. A, I thought it was a, a boy dog, though. I mean, but, fun fact. But, okay, fun know. fact about Gidget. She was actually hired to play the girlfriend of the oh, Taco Bell dog, and then they that. were like, "Wait, no one's gonna see this fucking dog's nuts. <laughs> we can make it a girl." <laughs> so they cast her as a girl. Easy yeah. peasy, then. That's so a pretty sweet gig for a Chihuahua. Oh, Gotta yeah. be, yeah. Totally subjected to. This bullshit. And, <laughs> and, you, and you know, honestly, again, I know we talked about this in the last episode, but we're probably going to have to do an episode on Gidget, the uh, the Chihuahua. Uh, just reading briefly about her uh, her life, it was it was filled with a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? I feel so, like it's just going to make me mad that like, and the Chihuahua then went home. Well, on it, and it's private limo, <laughs> and went upstairs and had a four course meal of filet mignon. And <laughs> Jealous because a fucking I was dog. Like, that fucking dog. Well, um, uh, Gidget, she was, excuse me, the Taco Bell dog was voiced by the incomparable Carlos Alaz, Alazrecki. You just Alazrecki? Right. Carlos in, Alazrecki? In, in, incomparable. <laughs> I mean, he is. He played uh, Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. He uh, he was in. Um, I don't know if you guys watched uh, Fairly Odd Parents, but he was the um, the teacher Crocker. He was uh, in Reno Nine One One. Those he are some plays, good voices, though. Yeah, okay. he plays James okay. Garcia in Reno Nine One One. Extremely recognizable. Oh, okay, okay, I know who exactly who you're talking about. So uh, Carlos uh, Elzarecki, and uh, he, it was basically just developed by a humongous corporation, allegedly, I should say. Because uh, when we do our our Taco Bell dog commercial, I mean our Taco Bell dog episode, you're gonna see that Taco Bell didn't actually come up with this concept. It was created by two dudes in Michigan. Mm. Yeah. Michigan, I know. The fuck s- Michigan, the Sunshine State. Like what? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, Michigan. <laughs> but with com- when coming up with the voice, uh, Carlos would he would try all different types of voices, uh, everything from something like a really stere- stereotypical, you know, Mexican accent, which is what what, what they went with. No, yeah. no, actually, because that um, shit sounds crazy racist. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it definitely does. Uh, to like a Cheech and Chong like accent, uh, and then he even like tried to do like a telenovela. Telenovela? Yeah, yeah. Telenovela, Telemundo. Telenovela. Yeah, yeah. He tried to do one of those like deep Mexican voices until one day uh, he went out to lunch and um, there was a Taco Bell like right next to his like casting spot. He went there, he was chowing down on some Taco Bell and he started like practicing the voice as he was as he was um, eating, like just developing it. And what he did is he placed a little bit of Ren from Ren and Stimpy, a little bit of uh, Peter Laurie from, you know, Young Frankenstein, right. and just combined the voices to come up with the iconic uh, voice of the Taco Bell dog. That's super cool. That's I, cool. I, that is, that's creative. That's a, One thing that's, that's like, I just want to say, like, look at Taco Bell. Once again, that's, that's change it, changing the world, inspiring folks that, to make the world a better place. That is an example of immersing yourself in your art. <laughs> just like, like I, I'm only going to be able to think of this if I'm like eating Taco Bell. Yeah, right. from a dog bowl with the collar <laughs> on. Maybe, maybe that's how we need to do. Maybe that's how we need to do the show in a Taco Bell. No, he, he means eat Taco Taco Bell while we do our show and just be like fucking. Oh, I thought you were going to say like have to like shit outside like a dog and. No, no, no. But <laughs> you can still do you that if still, you want. Yeah, you could still do that. <laughs> so, um, so. The Taco Bell dog was extremely popular. You know, uh, I don't know how how long do you guys think it lasted? It seemed. I mean, to be honest, it seemed like my whole life um, right? actually. Because how many times did I hear Yokiero Taco Bell? I don't know. It was. It's Forever, ingrained. It's, right. Like. Like, like, it's like so you don't stuck remember in a world before Yokito Taco Bell. You're funny enough, as like stupid as that actually sounds, that's fucking so true. Yeah, it's same. so funny because it, it's fucked up. But those are like, I have to thank Taco Bell. Those are my first Spanish words. Yokito Taco Bell. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet your high school teacher's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Taco Bell's like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. The Programming the world. We got one child mind at a when time. When this boy grows up, he'll do a Taco Bell podcast. <laughs> 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 well, uh, th- again, the Taco Bell dog was so popular. Big Bell made toys of it. Uh, Yo Quiero was so recognizable. You know, it was it was just become a part of pop culture. I mean, it's even in movies. Yeah. It Comics reference it. So many people 
know what it is. And I, I bet even now, uh, Gen Z, Gen Z people or Zoomers, whatever the fuck they're called, if you say yo quiero <laughs> whatever, they'll still understand it. I think there's a you good chance. You know what I mean? Cuz it's just just really such culturally so ingrained. Yeah, yeah, Taco Bell cha- changing the world. So, yo quiero Taco Bell wasn't the only um catchphrase that the dog would say. He would also uh say stuff like drop the chalupa and viva gorditas, which is my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Definitely now. Seems seems like uh it was definitely mostly yo quiero Taco Bell though. Just <laughs> Oh <laughs> no. yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean in the in the um viva gordita um, commercials. He was basically dressed up as Che Guevara. You know, he was a little dog with uh, a beret on, speaking in front of like a mass of people, and all he said was "Viva gorditas." So, long story short, this dog, this so dog was like, it's so cringy every time. Does your like your your dad was like twenty, thirty when those got when those commercials were coming out? Yeah. Like, does he have an opinion about this? Did he? Does he? Was he offended? Fuck no. <laughs> my dad didn't think about that shit at all. I don't know. You know what I mean? You like, know? well, I mean, my dad's different. You my know, dad's he grew white, up in Texas. you know, so he's like, no idea. He has no idea that yeah. it was even possibly like. <laughs> no, my, my dad would see a Taco Bell commercial and be like, oh, we're going to get Taco Bell tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And Devin's, they didn't even have a TV. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. Um, yeah. It was a treat to see a Taco Bell commercial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> the, so, the, the visual uh, dessert there. So essentially, where we are right now, this dog is fucking like is is world famous. Yeah, essentially yes. like that. As far as I can't think of almost a sh- more iconic than the Geico gecko. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of a. Um, I'm trying to think of another time of another Chihuahua, like other than Ren from Ren and Stimpy. Like what, what about other Beverly Hills Chihuahua? Who gives a fuck about that Chihuahua? <laughs> yeah, she was actually in Beverly's Hills Chihuahua. Gidget. Gidget oh. was. Yes. Oh, oh shit. So and, she, she was, and she was also fucking legally born, blonde. Fucking born with a silver spoon in her <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Essentially, yes. She was also in Legally Blonde, too. Oh. No. Yeah. A, a timeless classic. Timeless. How timeless. Does, like, <laughs> I just like, how does a dog just break into the entertainment industry? Like, how does it... Like, it's their owner. It's, I mean, obviously. Gotta, well, I mean, I don't know. I think more than anything, I think it's just like these like happenstance of opportunity. When you Devin's look at, like, like, how do I become a dog? Like, <laughs> it's like, fucking Cersei, you'll never be famous. <laughs> Cersei is Devin's dog, for the record. And she will definitely never be famous. Um, uh, now, in our last episode, we talked about... Uh, <laughs> did you say I love you? I said rub it in. Oh. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> in our last episode, we talked about... One of the most iconic crossovers, probably the most ambitious before, you know, Avengers, uh, any of the Avengers. This is the most ambitious crossover, uh, the Taco Bell dog and the uh, Godzilla. Uh, But of course, this pooch, she was also steeped in some controversy, (laughs) you know, because they had a uh, they had an actor who had Argentinian uh, origins you know, essentially just doing a stereotypical uh, Mexican accent. And there were a bunch of organizations that had humongous problems. And again, it also goes back to the Che Guevara, um, Taco Bell, you know, Viva Gordita commercial as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, Taco Bell's insensitivity is just super upfront. This garnered a boycott of the Taco Bell con- campaign led by civil rights leader Mario Oblito, thank you, Jordan, <laughs> and calls to end, end the campaign in general. So uh, only three years after the debut of the Taco Bell, only three years. Yeah, I thought it was way longer. Bro, it was. Wow. It, I, I I thought it was still running. Yeah, yeah well, they, <laughs> that just shows how many commercials Taco Bell made with this dog. You know what I mean? Like they were just fucking churning them bad boys, cranking out. them out. That's like, also when that's also when the Chihuahua got like a really bad drug problem and <laughs> just started like sit, doing blow all night. Yeah. Just living that like, yeah, like, living that life. That Beverly Hills Chihuahua's life. life. <laughs> yeah, and so just like humping all the other <laughs> dogs. So because of the the extreme backlash uh, from organizations like Lulac, um, they ended the campaign. They re- retired Gidget, and um, you know, but that wasn't the end for Gidget. She appeared in several movies, like we had said, um, Legally Blonde Two, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, uh, just some classics. You know, um, and then she would also appear as Taco Bell just one more time before her death uh, in a Geico commercial. 
That is really funny. And I yeah. Wait, her death. Oh, you. I see what you mean. I thought you said her death was in a Di- Geico commercial. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Have <laughs> you I seen was that like, commercial? Hell. Yeah, it's, it's fucking good. The 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 the, the Geico, Geico one yeah. that she's in. Yeah. So what it is is they're like at a DMV or at a casting call, some shit like that. Completely, I know completely different scenarios. <laughs> uh, um, and Could have been a birthday party. <laughs> might have might, been a, an elevator. <laughs> Maybe a courtroom. I don't know. I don't know. You know, they were they were both there for some reason. And uh, the Geico commercial, the Geico gecko, like walks by, and then the Chihuahua was just like, "Oh, great! They have a gecko, a talking gecko too." You know, it, it was, that's funny. It's pretty good. And it aired that's in two thousand three. Um, but I think we should talk about. The commercial for episode one of Star Wars. Yep. Okay, good. Okay. I'm and, ready for it. <laughs> and in this commercial, it had, um, you know, it was a Yum. It, by this time, Yum brand had already purchased Taco Bell. So uh, they were under the umbrella with KFC and Pizza Hut. And with this commercial, and I, we just watched it, um, they're on the battlefield of, yeah. uh, of um, fuck, What's that? What's it, what is it called? Ta- is it Tattoo? No, no, it is no, not. No. It's, 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 it's Naboo. Naboo. It's Naboo. Naboo. It's yeah, the Battlefield yeah. of it's, Naboo. Wow, that's thank you. Props to you for remembering mm. that shit. I I don't know. Yeah, and and it's for the uh, release of the 1999 amazing film. I know it's probably Devin's favorite. The Phantom favorite Menace. movie of all time. <laughs> favorite movie of all time. <laughs> um, and it, I know we we talked about this earlier. People say that it's hot trash. It is. I I disagree because there's some aspects of it that are absolutely amazing. Again, world building, lore, blah blah blah. Um, but and of course, again, like I said, Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan's is amazing. Yeah. Um. And and so um is uh what's his name who played Qui Gon Jinn? Oh yeah, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Oh, I think I think he did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was good. Who's that? So. The first thing, are we going to talk about the commercial? Yeah. So okay. in this commercial, the Colonel uh, from KFC, the Taco Bell dog, and some random sexy ass Pizza Hut lady <laughs> dressed as Han Solo uh, are just like walking through this field in Naboo, uh, and uh, they're confronted by the Separatist droid army. So she was supposed to be dressed up as Han, Han Solo? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. even catch that. I Are thought, you sure? I was yeah. like, I thought that's what I was going to say. I thought was she was like, just like one of like a, I thought a general she was just like, like it was fighter. Like, you like, know, like oh, from- Colonel Sanders and the infamous <laughs> Taco Bell dog and <laughs> Julie, who works at Taco or works at Pizza Hut. I thought it was more more or less like one of the, you know. Like, yeah, see? Boom. Han Solo got the little blaster and earth thing. No, nah, I thought it was more or less just like, you know, they had like just infantry, you know, that yeah. was like. Princess, uh, what's her name? Princess Leia. Pr- no, no, no. Uh, Amidala. Amidala, Princess Amidala. Okay. It w- I thought it was just like one of her like fighters, or you know, one of her like infantry people. Nope. You know, because Pizza was- Hut lady. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, <laughs> I, knew she, I knew she represented the Pizza Hut, but I didn't think she. I'm saying I thought that I thought it was that role over Han Solo. Is what I'm saying. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, it's it's a Han Solo parody. Got you. Um, okay. She okay. has a little hip hip holster and. Why would they put first? Han Solo in a fucking episode one? Why would they make an that episode make one? Sense. <laughs> <laughs> that so they could sense. introduce Jar Jar Binks to the world. <laughs> All right, tell, De- Devin, Devin, please tell us about Jar Jar Binks. Tell um, us what you think about Jar Jar Binks. Well, Do your best impression. Do the mm. one you were doing earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Jar Jar, Jar Binks, um, well, first of all, what I remember, I don't know if we're ever going to talk about it, but we talked about it last week. Um, the Phantom Menace was the big cup era. That was mm-hmm. when I was like when they they also had like a series of promotional cups yeah. that had all of like the Star Wars characters. They had a uh, R two D two, Darth Maul, um, a Anakin Skywalker. They had some droids. Yeah, they yeah. were. And Big no, and nobody wanted Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> like nobody, <laughs> nobody got Jar Jar Binks. You could get anybody. You could get like all the main characters. You could get Anakin. You could get the weird like blue guy who sells the pod racing. You mean Watu? Watu get is that his name? You remember his name? Yeah, his I, name? I still I, watch I, Star Wars. I still no, I like I watch mean, Rebels and Clone Wars and shit. So. I watch that shit. I'm just saying that. So so you could you could get Boss Nass. You could get all of like the uh, all the cool characters. Nobody wanted to have a Jar Jar. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you. Except for me. That's when Devin's. <laughs> that's what part Devin's leaving. I was like, except for me. Except I'm a big Jar Jar Binks guy. Well, I also read this thing that I thought was really sad. Is that like the guy who voiced Jar Jar Binks had a real hard time. Like had there. an incredibly hard time 
because he was like he put himself into the role and then everybody shit all over. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are big facts. Yeah. Are you he, serious? Yeah, like last year he are came out with an interview was saying that he was like suicidal after because he fucking put everything into this role oh, and everybody was like fuck dude. Jar Jar Binks. Oh, dude, that's like, well, let me just say something, dude. All right, listen, I know everybody fucking hates Jar Jar Binks, okay? But we I appreciate you. I get it, all right? I I, I mean well, I don't fully get it. The reason I say that is because when I watched that movie, I was six years old, okay? I was six years old. So, I don't mean, Devin, you were already in your 20s. At least. And then, and then Nick, you were like seven or eight. Yeah. Right? So, like, <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like we were just like these fucking, like, we could just take critique movies like we could now and appreciate them now. But I'm not saying... His role was sh- wasn't shit. All I'm saying is we, it was just harder to see that it was shit because Jordan, we were young. All I'm saying is all I'm saying Jordan's is when like, I was I a still six, I still got my Jar Jar Binks poster <laughs> and it's staying up. When I, no, when I was a kid, dude, I fucking had Jar Jar Binks and as like a little action figures. I had fucking Obi Wan and Qui Gon Jinn yeah. and Darth Maul. I had all that shit with their guns and He's we like, had. I got my ears in the car. Fucking androids <laughs> and stuff. I mean, we. I had all, like all as much as I could possibly get as a six, seven, eight-year-old boy, dude. Like you know, the movie was awesome, right? And my dad really loved Star Wars, so going to see that and like it being our first experience together, that shit was cool. So that was like as a six-year-old kid, I didn't fucking think Jar Jar Binks was terrible. Okay, all I. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's he definitely like so he sticks out. He's like he's a sore. You, you think so? Yeah. <laughs> but but like but nonetheless. I don't know. It was kind of fun to have like that kind of character in there as a little kid. And I think a lot of people uh, would agree know. with me on that shit. I, no, I think you're wrong. That's why people. That's why he almost killed himself <laughs> because people did not agree with you. No, because well, at the time though, we're talking. It's not like you know, little Jason from Phoenix, Arizona, who saw the movie with his dad, who was nine years old, was like, "Fuck Jar Jar Binks." You know, it's like not, yeah. <laughs> not what he was thinking when he walked out the theater. He was like, "That was the greatest thing I've ever fucking seen." He cut that dude in half, like. You know Whoa, I mean? spoilers. Come on. Hey, spoilers. Some of our audience might want to see The Phantom Menace tonight <laughs> after the show. Um, Get you a Baja Blast, curl yeah. up on the couch and watch you, Phantom Menace. You know what I was just thinking about, like, which like was crazy, is that Star Wars movie, and I think it was really only the first one that was really kind of like pre-internet. So, like, the only way that people got really hyped about that movie was through, like, campaigns like this. They were coming up with the new Star Wars, and it was going to have a young Obi-Wan. And there was, like, buzz all over the internet about who Obi-Wan's, who, who the new Obi-Wan is going to be. So, I, I don't know. I think it, I think it was definitely... Uh, it was, like, in the beginning. The, new, the future hadn't arrived yet. Yeah, you still had to, like have an AOL disc to put in. You know. Yeah, yeah. A little floppy disk there. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, net zero uh, subscription. You couldn't talk on the phone while you're browsing the internet. Um, so, yeah, but I, I don't know. I I really like, like I said uh, in the last episode, Taco Bell really got me into Star Wars because my dad liked Taco Bell so much that he would go to uh, Taco Bell and get the toys and, you know what I mean? So I, I think Taco Bell had a really a, a lot to do with introducing Star Wars to kids and I mean, dude, Star Wars is one of the greatest stories ever told, right? So in it's my no Transformers, it, naturally, but <laughs> it's one of the greatest stories ever told. So like to be able to like anything that tied to it, you know yeah. what I mean? And then like don't let your like dad love it, you know? So like yeah, <laughs> fucking I would I was crazy for it too. Like the reason I was so excited because my dad was you know he was born in the 70s and like Star Wars was the greatest shit that ever happened. Yeah. So uh, so like his excitement it was something for us to like fucking you know bond over and be cool about and Yeah, and enjoy. this campaign was huge. Again, What's Star Wars they're they're event movies. You know, uh so when people saw that Taco Bell was hawking Star Wars merch, it, fucking people were in droves at Taco Bell. You know, like you can go to on eBay right now and find Packs. Find a uh, Jar Jar Binks cup for 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, for real. It's so crazy. You actually can. You know what I mean? You can find these cups online still in like mint condition because people saw the collectibles that they were. You know, so, I mean, it was just kind of a, um, it was amazing. Iconic. You know, yeah, it was iconic. It was it was uh, the right choice to make uh, by Yum Brand. So fortunately, Taco Bell scooped up that commercial, yeah, and fucking capitalized big time. Now Nick the CGI Ortiz, is fucking terrible. Yeah, now, I was now, just gonna say now that. Nick like, Ortiz, now Nick Ortiz is a uh, uh, doing Taco Bell podcast. Yeah, <laughs> so here we are. Yep. Slash Star Wars podcast. 
Yeah, for real. <laughs> so the year. So now we're, let's move on into uh, the year two thousand. Now the year two thousand was the last time they ever used the Taco Bell dog. So not only was it the end of the nineteen hundreds, it was also the air, end of the era of the Taco Bell dog. Um, Rightfully so. Yeah, and again, just it just blows my mind that the Taco Bell dog didn't last longer than three years. That's like the it's, Beatles, you know what I mean? Like, you think the Beatles lasted a really long time? It only lasted like 10 years. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, so Big Bell wanted to start new with clear conscience and a controversy-free marketing promotion. And in March of 2001, Big Bell announced that they'd be having a promotion coinciding with the re-entry of the MIR space station, which is a Russian space station. Now, what this promotion was... Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what are we doing here? Getting... Collusion. You think? You think? Uh, great, great way to uh, avoid uh, controversy. Let's just <laughs> let's just partner with the Russians. <laughs> so they seem like they seem like trustworthy people. <laughs> what Big Bell did is they towed a giant target into the Pacific Ocean, and any pieces that fell off the station in reentry, everyone in the United States would <laughs> be entitled. <laughs> To a free taco, not Russia, <laughs> the United States. How fucking awesome is that? That wow. is, yeah, that's sweet. That's, that's sweet. That's pretty awesome. That's yeah. sweet, yeah. But this isn't the first time they'll do this uh, because, as we'll see, they do that in the World Series where they put uh, a little target out there, and if a ball hits it, uh, then everyone gets like a free Doritos Locos or some type of free taco. But this was uh, really their first time doing it. And it's, I think it's pretty badass that they did it. The so well, Russia, I, I, Russia's trying to infiltrate I, I, our, our, our dietary I, systems I, here. I think that's, I, that's, I, that's I, what it really is going it, on it, here. It's pretty badass, but it didn't happen. Like, it didn't. No, no one got it. No, it didn't. No pieces touched the target. I think that's why Taco Bell does. Do we know, so, how, so big yeah, the, that, that's, do we know that's, how big the target was? I don't. It was giant. <laughs> it was like the size of a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go, guys. Here we let's go. see. Let's let's knock those reds down, America. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, but nobody Three, won. Two, one. Well, that's that's okay. So you 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 said it here briefly. Like, I think that Taco Bell makes challenges that are impossible. Yeah. Because how could you ever keep track of every American getting their taco? You know what I mean? They like, probably can't. They're probably going to be no, like, yeah, they would just have at to, the end of this date, just, everyone had the opportunity. You know what I mean? Like so do like a month period. Free tacos shit. for the entire month, essentially. <laughs> Basically. Or, or or they would either produce like a set number. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they'll look at how many people like on a census and be like, oh, these people aren't tired. Yeah, pro- I probably like you have to like put your social in per taco. <laughs> my cousin, like, pass, it, pass it over to the Russians. So my, uh, it's all legit, yeah, you know? my, my cousin doesn't have a social security number, but he still gets a taco, right? <laughs> uh, now, uh, in the 2000, Big, Big Bell had, you know, had a, their menu change up. Um, no. Yeah, I know. They Another changed their one. menu. Yeah. From now on, we are not selling tacos. <laughs> <laughs> We're and selling tacos. The, the funny part is uh, the menu change was called the Big Bell Value Menu. And that was another um, you know promotion where they're selling 79 and 99 cents uh, tacos. This is, hey, who, uh, who was the first? Pr- hey, you got 300 bucks? Cool. Get Johnny Cash on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to ask who's the first to yeah, put a dollar the, menu? Yeah, who's the first to like really do a dollar menu? Do you Wendy's. Was it Wendy's? Yeah, I looked it up. I was like, Taco Bell. Maybe it was Taco Bell. But it was actually Wendy's. What year? Do you know? Uh, Well, Taco Bell did their first value menu in 1988. So I assume it, was, it had to be before then. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, but big. I would say Big Bell's the one who does it the most and does it the best. Easily. Are you kidding me? They they hands down have the best value dollar whatever menu. Like yeah. It's like it's the the cravings menu is what it's called now. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But um, this is I I think this era of Taco Bell commercials is when it really got born. You know, uh, they didn't have they. I mean, they had Ricardo Montalban still, uh, but the Taco Bell dog was gone, and all they had were black backdrops, random swooshes of meat. Random flame every now and then with um, a edgy dude doing voiceover. I, yeah, I can yeah, get behind. Right. I can get behind the meat swoosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think uh, I think a lot of uh, uh, commercials did that shit. They would like absolutely, yeah. And I think it was like just the trend at the time. Um, but this is when they started using the phrase "think outside the bun," 
And um, again, they're all like really generic ass commercials. Yeah. Uh, one of the height, one of the highlights of this era again is just Ricardo Montalban, and um, he's a guy who played Khan. If you guys aren't familiar oh, in yeah. Star Trek, uh, he was also the grandpa in Spy Kids. Everybody? Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. And any uh, Spy Kids fans in the house? <laughs> Uh, um, Spy Kids, that's just so corny. Oh, Spy Kids, oh, they're great. I yeah, they're them. good movies. What? Yeah, it's just kind of corny. I mean, when I was a little kid. I mean, there's no Shark Girl and Lava Boy, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So Ricardo Montalban, and actually, he lasted longer than the Taco Bell doc. He started off in the late '90s, around '97, and he ended the last commercial that he had done was in 2007, and that was that commercial. The um, the Super Bowl commercial we had just watched with the Lions trying to say God and the Asala. That's like uh, that's like a thousand years in Taco Bell time. That's yeah, that's like 161 years in dog age. Yeah, I mean, he killed it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Ricardo Montalban he um, he did his last commercial in 2007, and that was that um, God and the Asada steak commercial. And it, actually, when you think about it, you look at all these commercials that celebrities are doing. And all of them seem like they're hawking the premium items like steak. You know what I mean? Because Willie Nelson was hawking steak. Johnny Cash was hawking steak. Little Richard wasn't. He was just hawking Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even Ricardo Montalban. And he passed away in 2009. And uh, honestly, that's that kind of like leaves a... Um, a chasm. A yeah. Ca- a con-sized hole. Uh, <laughs> because, uh, again, they just revert back to the really boring plain commercials with the a dude doing voiceover. Wah, with wah, Yeah, with wah. flashes of meat and flames and a grill. Meat and flashes. Meat flashes. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, you know what? We got to bring back Gidget. We got. <laughs> we got to make. How was she died in two thousand nine too? Son of a we bitch! Got, what the hell was going on in two thousand nine? We got to bring Gidget back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Put her in a commercial, man. That would be a controversy. That would be that. that maybe that's just the marketing that Taco Bell needed at that time. They were like, was a a dead dog yeah, reanimated. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they didn't have any just fucking Glenn now, Bell so. reading yeah, from the yeah. Necronomicon yeah. trying to reanimate fucking Gidget the dog. They're like, is Taco Bell just like into satanic cantations now? <laughs> As you'll see, they're into the Bell Illuminati. Uh, we shall let, let's let's keep it moving. Let's keep moving. Speaking of that, March eighth, twenty twelve. Big Bell, they're on some big shit. Uh, they they just released the Doritos Locos Taco. Game changer. Absolute game changer. Absolute game changer. And a week prior, they released... The DLT. The best tagline ever, Live Moss. Wow. Feels like it was only yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, no, honestly, it does feel new. No, uh, it, does. it does. It's still, feel it's new. still yeah. fresh. Still and that's, fresh. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's honestly the best part about Live Moss. Now, one thing about Taco Bell, and, and it, it's always been this way, is Taco Bell's catchphrases aren't just catchy. You know what I mean? They're not just there to stick in your mind. They're a way of life, essentially, for Taco Bell. I mean, Live Moss, baby. Let's yeah, because when Big Bell said, think outside the bun, they were innovating the value menu, creating new items. Well, when they said Live Moss, that was no different. You know what I mean? They they were living moss. And what that meant is they were, um, you know, producing innovative items like the Doritos Locos Taco. Uh, they were uh, improving employee communication. They were, um, you know, doing more customer engagement, sponsorship activations, and then so, so, so much more. Um, and before the launch of the DLT, the Doritos Locos Taco, uh, they invented, uh, excuse me, they invited brand advocates to their uh, restaurant support center to meet the geniuses behind the DLT. And then they even got to uh, taste them before they were released. Ooh, that pre-release flavor. Yeah. Just a private little Steve Gomez tasting section. Yeah. Yeah, It tastes so good when you eat it with (laughs) sauce. (laughs) Bro, if if you take a Dorito chip... It's like a chip that you put the taco meat in, and it's flavored. <laughs> uh, th- thanks, Steve. <laughs> now, simultaneously, they invited fans to join in on the hometown tweet-off. 
And what that is is uh, one lucky fan would essentially win uh, Doritos Locos Tacos for their hometown. And uh, this would all come before they would release the Doritos Locos Tacos nationwide. What if you, you, lived, you what if you lived in like New York City? <laughs> so <laughs> there's no way they they would fucking that's so fucking hilarious. But but could you imagine like fucking winning that, bro? Could That'd you be imagine? amazing. That'd be fucking amazing. You'd be, the, you'd be the greatest hero right. in your town. I will Ta- tell no one and take all the Doritos Locos Tacos <laughs> for myself. To Taco Bell will buy an entire town taco, a taco. But they'll give away one Xbox. <laughs> 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 Fucking what no, is think, wrong with you? No, I think I just think they this probably still costs the same, but I think the whole city just gets it a week early. That's well, they're just like so, the only stipulation is you have to live in a town of four hundred or less. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Live Moss truly came to life uh, when Zach Smith of North Carolina was the lucky winner, and what that meant is a nice little Taco Bell truck would roll up into his town. And they had enough DLTs to feed his family, his friends, his neighbors, and even the fucking the mayor. fucking mayor, dude. Essentially God. becoming a small town hero. Bro, wow. that's, fucking, that's fucking rad, bro. Could you imagine? We're giving you a key to the city. <laughs> uh, the mayor fucking. I know. I, that's the only reason why I'd want to be a mayor. Just to get a free, <laughs> to, get a free to get taco. one free taco from Taco Bell. <laughs> And all of this, uh, all of this was before USA Today. Oh, that's big and time publicity show, right there. Yeah, featured the the DLT and aired its first uh, promotion. So in 2017, Taco Bell tried to do something a little different, no, and they started revolutionary. Airing, <laughs> they started airing these Belluminati commercials. Oh, these are great. And uh, they were really just promoting uh, again, just promoting value menu stuff. And because that shit sells like crazy, it does. It Bro, does. When I go to Taco Bell, I've, I'm not gonna lie, I solely focus on the cravings menu. I'm like, what do I want on the dollar menu? Oh, yeah, I miss the uh, the flatbreads. Remember, Cravens, yeah. cr- that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now, these commercials were like a mix between, I would say, like a cyber t- cyberpunk ex- uh, aesthetic and an eyes wide shut type commercial. Uh, they're fucking awesome because they really feed into the conspiracy theory type stuff. You know, they're showing dollar bills. They're showing uh, barcodes on the dollars. They're um, saying 20 steps. Yeah, uh, n- numerology stuff. Right? Yeah, they're like 20 items on the menu, 20 steps on the pyramid. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what does it mean? And um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think these commercials were, I mean, they were innovative. I think they're hilarious. They oh no, these are these are some of my favorite commercials. Period. Like these are so great. They're, because not only like not only is this stuff just like it's it's like it's punny, right? Because it's yeah. Bell Illuminati, and that, that's hilarious to us and me. But like it's fucking entertainment. Like they like like they put so much into the production value. Like we were talking about earlier. Like this shit is like an actual movie. Uh, I'll say like it's theatrical. Uh, uh, like, it's awesome. I, I think that Taco Bell, and I think this might have to do with the promotions. It seems like there was just a time where Taco Bell just became more self-aware yeah. of who it was. Yeah. And like woke up one day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they it, I, it, when you watch these commercials, you really see like in the 90s they're like, you know, it's like all happy and it's trying yeah. to be it's trying to be somewhere that it's not. <laughs> yeah. You know? Facts. Yeah, and uh, I just feel like uh, it, you can watch these new commercials and tell that they had like a vision for, you know, wh- who who they were trying to 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 meet. Yeah, and I I think that that kind of just goes with like the general sense of humor of like how the world has changed. You know what I mean? Like everything is now kind of meta and uh self-referential. You know what I mean? And I think Taco Bell de- just like was in that same vein when they were making these commercials. Yeah, I think that people they get it now like you you just got to be funny. Yes. Right? And this shit is kind of funny. Well, because you know I mean? it's, it's not about the product. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's about how they're seeing it and how it sticks with them. And Taco Bell, I think, does that the best. They and I'm not just so saying good. that because we do Taco Bell commercial. Yeah. I mean, Taco Bell well, podcast. No, because we'll definitely shit on Taco Bell. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so, so, no, I'm with you. And I can't wait to talk about one of our next ones. But, yeah, I, I like the the like the way they the way they did it the colors I mean fucking yeah. the sounds like the the voice like even the voice from the guy that's part of like what really like brings it home a little bit is mm-hmm. that fucking voice of the dude who's like narrating it yeah oh it's awesome yeah it's awesome now hands down the best Belluminati uh, commercial 
is the uh, Web of Fries oh, easy. commercial. It's 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 played as like a uh, a trailer for a movie that stars Transformers star Josh Duhamel. Boom, baby! See, look where look where it took him. <laughs> oh, and then you want to know the all funniest all the way to a Taco Bell commercial. The funniest part is doing this research. Uh, I found out that Taco Bell's first actual in theater commercial was before Age of Extinction. Transformers Age of Extinction was the first time Taco Bell had ever aired a commercial inside of a theater. Wow. Well, welcome to our Transformers podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now, Josh Duhamel plays a family man who's just simply enjoying Taco Bell for dinner. When his daughter asks, oh, when his daughter says, I want some fries. And the mom says, Taco Bell doesn't have fries. So that just gets him thinking, and he types in his computer, why doesn't Taco Bell have fries? That's when he gets a mysterious call uh, from an unknown number who's telling him that he's dipping in the wrong places. Like, he's dipping around in the wrong places. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. He yes. says no caller ID on the yeah. fucking phone when it rings. I, I really suggest people check this, this, oh, this commercial it's out. It's like one of the best ones. It drops. They like, he gets like, it's like some... Uh, you you know um like the matrix it's kind of like the matrix that's it's yeah this, it's exactly it. yeah it's, yeah it's, so like and that's no wonder yeah that makes sense now because they he drops the envelope in there yeah he's sitting at his desk the, things are starting to like happen there's a around web of him. fries a web of fries <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and uh, essentially it, it just everything takes a turn after he starts digging in deep on why uh, Taco Bell doesn't have comer- uh, doesn't have uh, fries. And I, I suggest everyone go check it out. We're gonna link um link our YouTube channel on our Facebook page. Check us out. Check the pot. Uh, excuse me. Check the playlist out for uh, for the commercials that that we're talking about. Nacho fries, bang inside thing though. Bang yeah, inside dish. You and know, if you notice little, before uh, in the beginning of the commercial, they have a little uh, fake studio called Live Moss Productions. Bro, yeah, I was just about to say that. That's yeah. so fucking cool. But I, one of my favorite parts about this commercial as well is when when shit like really starts hitting the fan. He's going crazy. Yeah. But it, like he's his daughter like has the fry. He picks yeah. it up. Where'd you get that from? And <laughs> some clown gave it to me. Yeah. And then like and then and then like he finally he goes like put take one of his workshops out to start the day. And <laughs> there's a ketchup packet <laughs> and he's like swishing through yeah, all the shirts flying through all this, and they all have the same stain in the same spot like yeah. this fucking absurd bro also brilliant yeah it's it's amazing it's amazing yeah, yeah i mean like you like you definitely want to like try it but especially and i like that they did like they just went so hard with this like they changed mm-hmm. the direction of like their commercials so hard because this was some, this was like a hard pivot on like their products, like what yeah. they actually provide. They don't fuck it; they make Mexican food. Yeah, or quote unquote Mexican. Yeah, food. something or or something like that. They they <laughs> they, they make food. Yeah, <laughs> is it what is it? Eighty five percent beef. Yeah, yeah, sort of. <laughs> they kind of sort of make food that might be Mexican. Yeah, okay, that's what it so, is. So, but the fries are just a total pivot. So I like that they did. And they did the same thing uh, in the in the two thousand. So earlier this year, before uh, Rona hit. <clears throat> Well, I guess Rona was still raging in other parts of the world. Uh, Taco Bell had released another commercial for Nacho Fries. And I guess Nacho Fries are going to be kind of like the Big Mac, uh, not the Big Mac, the, the McRib in the sense that they're seasonal. And so the commercial that they re- had released is called Supply and Demand. Oh, man. And I love this so Yeah, much. I know. It's another God, uh, trailer so in the vein of Pain and Gain. You know, the Mark oh, Wahlberg? that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a, actually kind of a funny movie. That's a great movie. Yeah, it was funny. In this commercial, it's two dudes who are trying to release a nacho fries because Taco Bell won't release them. And they go through all these antics, <laughs> antics like being shaken down by like some mobsters. Um, uh, they go to a pool party where it's just all Taco Bell stuff. It. it there's just so much to unpack in this one commercial that I, I think everybody, again, just check it out. It's so funny, and um, it, it's a great commercial. And it's also another Live Moss production. Yeah, this um, the commercial's like, it's a full minute, but it feels like five minutes. Like, it's yeah. like <laughs> there's a whole <laughs> ass story in it. And, uh, yeah, I love it because it's, it's like, obviously the pain and gain for sure, but it's like that bad boy shit of yeah, fucking Miami Vice. Yeah, kind of training day-ish. All that shit, and it's like this. The the storytelling is actually good. It's it's I I fucking love it because it's so funny. It's also just like it looks like just like production wise a huge boost. Oh yeah, like it looks like a legit like actual movie trailer. Yeah, just the the cameras and the 
the production value is really good. Taco Bell, maybe they should stick to what they're really good at. <laughs> Making yeah. commercials. So, no, so, so they, uh, yeah, right. No, so nacho fries must really be keeping the lights on then because it seems like they're willing to put a lot of money into promoting them. I mean, yeah. they, had a, they had an R8 in the commercial here. They rented. Well, I mean, I'm sure they didn't buy it. They rented an R8. That's definitely more than old uh, old Johnny Cash got <laughs> yeah, paid <yeah>. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was that's that was uh, the last like nacho fry commercial of 2020, and really the last like high production valued. Commercial. Well done too. God, yeah, I it's, it's really it. well those done. Are, when those come on, I'm like captivated. Mm-hmm. The best thing about 2020, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't actually go and buy Taco Bell when I see it, but I do. I do enjoy the commercial nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in the age of Rona, like other companies, uh, Taco Bell is using customers uh, to film their commercials. Uh, what I assume they did is they just asked people to send in videos of them ordering Taco Bell and getting their order and stuff like that because uh, the commercial that they had released really emphasized on the contact lists uh, and strict guidelines that they're following. And again, it's all shot with people's phones in the pers- as in the perspective of being a customer getting, you know, their Taco Bell, which is, you know, pretty good. You know, I, I'm just happy it wasn't like those other commercials that car companies did where it was just a big pat on their back Without giving giving people raises and yeah, shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at that. Our favorite humanitarian organizations. <laughs> yeah, and, and actually know. during this time, um, during the uh you know, during quarantine, just like you had, had told us, Taco Bell actually put out a commercial saying that they're gonna give free Doritos Locos Taco starting April twenty first. Yeah, which is pretty cool because I mean I got a lot of free tacos. I know. I didn't know anything (laughs) about this. I didn't get shit. (laughs) So with that, we conclude our series on Taco Bell commercials. Woo! Wow. Yeah, that's great. My YouTube history is full of Taco Bell commercials. (laughs) I really feel like I need to get a cup now. Like I feel like I need you to know, have I a cup. You know, I feel like I should have a cup too. Let's fucking look. Yeah, it up let's and get let's one. go look up some I'm cups. I'm going. I'm going Jar Jar Binks. Baby. Well, let's get Jar Jar Binks cups. <laughs> let's all get Jar Jar Binks. Cups. And I, you know, I want to thank the uh, our listeners out there who are uh, posting pictures of the cups and the uh, old Taco Bell memorabilia they have. Yeah. Um. But uh, I'm your host. You know, Nick Ortiz. Follow us on Instagram at cheesy gordita bunch underscore. Uh, follow us on Facebook at cheesy gordita bunch. Cheesy Gordita Bunch, and then, um, yeah, Devin. Cool. Yeah, follow us, Cheesy Gordita Bunch. Follow me, uh, Devin B. Hanley, on Instagram. Devin and, P. Uh, Hanley. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Bell Nation. What's your, what's your tag again? Devin P. Hanley. Gotcha. Go. All right. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Um, this is Jordan. Uh, follow follow your boy at, on Instagram at uh, yourboy112. <laughs> Y A B O I one one two hit us up, but uh, please, guys, keep 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 engaging with us. We love you. We appreciate you. It's, yeah, give it's us a, some feedback on some episodes. Yeah, and it's a blast. We 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 actually do listen um, to to the like y'all's comments. We actually read through that stuff. Yeah. So um, without further ado, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Hey, Mark. Hey, Jane. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>